You're listening to the Healing from CPTSD podcast. My name is Justin Vanderwind, and I am your host. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about whether your narcissist is officially diagnosed or not, and why it doesn't matter either way. If you haven't done so already, be sure to visit our website at healingfromcptsd.com and sign up on our email list for regular updates, as well as a free weekly newsletter. If you are looking to take your life back from the devastating effects of CPTSD and narcissistic abuse, the Healing from CPTSD course is now available. This course is one of the simplest yet most effective means to healing from CPTSD and getting your life back. To learn more about the course or sign up on our email list, simply follow the links in the description below. All right, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Healing from CPTSD. My name is Justin Vanderwind, and I am your host. Uh, So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about whether or not your narcissist in your life is officially diagnosed, quote-unquote, and why it frankly doesn't matter whether they are or not. Um, But before we jump into that discussion... Uh, I just wanted to go ahead and let every, you know remind everybody that you know this week that I'm making this podcast. So today is March third, two thousand twenty-two. Uh, the initial launch of the course is running; it's going well, and you know there's a special price on the course. Uh, if you want to take advantage of it now during the first week of its launch. But that that deal will be ending on the 7th, March 7th, 2022. So if you're listening to this right now, you've got till this following Monday before this special is over. Um, and if you're listening to this after March 7th, 2022, that that's, deal is gone anyway. <laughs> but the course is still available. The course will be available forever. Um, there's just a special deal running between now and and uh, March 7th, 2022. So if you are interested, I'd recommend going over and uh, checking the course out and taking advantage of this deal while it lasts. So, you know, bef- also, I wanted to mention briefly, I, I listen to a lot of these, um, I like a lot of like true crime and sort of some of these darker YouTube channels and podcasts about like real life, I guess you could call them scary stories that people have that maybe they submit them to Reddit or whatever. I just like that kind of stuff, like mysteries or weird, creepy things that are, you know, stuff like that. And I was listening to an episode of one of my favorite channels last night, and this girl, he he started reading the story from this girl, and as she was as she was describing her situation, I was like, oh my god, I like looked up and and because what she was describing that this lady was doing, she was calling her a psycho mom or something, was a was she was describing narcissistic behavior patterns. And I was like, oh my god, that's, it's crazy because this was not like a narcissistic channel. And the reason I thought it was interesting was because it, it was a channel about like true crime slash scary real life stories. And I, I was, I couldn't believe that that a, a someone's like what I'm trying to say is this should give you an idea of how horrible narcissists actually are if a real life you know if dealing with a narcissist in real life can actually make it onto a channel that's about real life scary stories like it's it's not just an annoying pain in the butt person that you're dealing with it's someone it's it's extreme and it and it qualified i i couldn't really that's what it was i couldn't believe that it qualified for this scary story youtube channel <laughs> i was like oh my god because the truth of the matter is it really is like dealing with a real life monster it's like a monster or a demon wearing a, a human suit right like that's really what it is 
And the scariest part about it is, you know, we don't really know. Those of us who have dealt with narcissists in any way, shape, or form, you know, you are you may have had experiences with your narcissist where they tried to, um, I, I don't know, like, one, one, like start getting to that level of, like, threatening your life and stuff like that or, like, you know, trying to kill you or something like that. I've never had that personally, but I have to wonder. I'm sure many people have where it's it's gotten to that point where the narcissist is actually, you know, threatening to kill someone or take someone's life or doing something at that level. But the truth is we don't really know. You know, it's like every every murderer that's out there, it's like how, how do we know? You never know what makes those people snap. So there's no way for us to know, you know, if if someone, if a narcissist can actually do that. I think it's very possible, and I and I really believe that a lot of a lot of people that go that distance, you know, to actually taking someone else's life, there's probably a good chance that they're on that spectrum of narcissists or psychopath or something. And I personally consider narcissists, psychopaths, and sociopaths to be sort of like cousins, right? Like. There are differences, obviously, but there's similar there's similarities and similar characteristics. So yeah, this this story that I was listening to on this particular it's um the the channel's called Let's Read. I don't know, maybe you guys have heard of it or you know, if you're interested in checking it out. He just kinda it's kinda like a guy who just reads stories that are submitted to him or to his reddit post or he find, you know like could be anything right like could be like a creepy stalker story or social media or narcissist or like something even darker or true crime is that kind of thing so yeah again i just couldn't believe that narcissistic a uh, narcissistic an experience with a narcissistic person made it onto a scary story pod uh, you know podcast slash youtube channel so i thought that was interesting so all right so today's topic um, whether or not narcissists are officially diagnosed. You know, I've I've come across this before with people, and I don't know why, really, especially on social media. It's happened in real life, but it's happened on social media for me, where I, I was in a situation or a place online where I was, me- I was talking about narcissistic personality disorder or... Because there's... You know what's interesting is there's also videos out there. I might do a... I was thinking about doing a video on my YouTube channel that kind of goes over some of these people that I've seen that, you know, technically I couldn't say, oh, this is officially a narcissist, but their behavior patterns are very much narcissistic behavior patterns. So, you know, I I really wanted to kind of show real life examples as much as possible for other people to know what's going on here, right? (laughs) Because I've seen some. I've seen some pop up, uh, they get caught on camera, right? And I'm like, oh my God, like, and we all know, every single one of us listening to this, if we saw these people, you know, our ears perk up because we we notice these very similar behavior patterns and, and like energy going on. One of the, um, one of my favorites, that's that's the one of the most famous that people, um, you know, I, I don't think they're talking about this lady because they think she's a narcissist, although some people might, and I'm one of them. Uh, if you ever watched that show with Gordon Ramsay, um, he's had he's had a bunch of shows, right? But this was like I forget which one it was. I think I think it's Kitchen Nightmares, but it's it's the it was the show where he would kind of go into a particular restaurant that was having trouble, you know, with their business and stuff, and and like look, you know, go back into the kitchen and kind of see what's going on, just kind of like find out what the problems are with this particular restaurant and help the owners to turn things around, change the menu. Um, you know, brush up on their management skills and all that type of stuff. Um, so the business could get like a fresh start and, and hopefully become more profitable. 
you probably have seen that somewhere before. I I think it's Kitchen Nightmares, but it it might be something else. But anyway, it's with Gordon Ramsay. So there's this one episode that's probably like the most famous episode, and it's Amy's <laughs> it's Amy's baking company or whatever. And you you may have seen this, and it's all it's, the episode itself is online, but there's all these videos and all, like all these different channels and people dedicated to how you know this woman was. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to say how crazy this woman was because it's it's not nice. But you know, it, it was wild. Like seeing that episode and seeing because it, it, what it, and honestly, this is one. This is the area where, like, this is the topic that I was t- I was talking about because I saw it. I'm like, oh my god, this lady looks like a narcissist to me. Like her her and her husband. Like it was like the classic. It was a classic example of like a narcissist in like on camera with an enabler in the in the, in this particular situation it was like the lady was the narcissist and the husband was the enabler it was crazy and they were running a restaurant cuz and it's interesting cuz a lot of there i think there's a lot of narcissists running restaurants or running places cuz they want it's like control for them right so they didn't i don't know you know some narcissists like hide their behavior but these people weren't and it's like it was just blatantly everywhere and so every once everyone saw the episode they're like oh my god i can't believe how crazy this woman is and i can't believe the stuff that's gone on here but for me and i'm sure if you've seen it if you know what i'm talking about or you look it up later on it's it's it is crazy but for those of us who've dealt with narcissistic abuse and narcissistic personality disordered individuals it's just that's just another day in the, in the in the park right like it's just that's just what we have to deal with on a regular basis but it was it was interesting to see her behavior on tv and she went crazy like there was no filter and and it was amazing to see the pe- and then people started going to the restaurant just 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 to see her in action like not to get the food necessarily but just to see how crazy things could get in that restaurant just because they didn't believe it like part some people couldn't believe how crazy it actually was and they had it they had her on camera like it was like an entire episode and in fact i think it was the only episode of that show where gordon ramsay couldn't he wasn't because he <laughs> he's a hardcore guy if you know him if you've seen him but he he couldn't even gordon couldn't contend with with like a narcissistic person right so he eventually just had to say, "I I gotta go." Like if you're if you're gonna act like this, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because she wasn't, and you know, it was like the classic stuff. She wasn't interested in taking any kind of criticism about stuff she was doing wrong. Everything was everybody else's fault, you know. Even though she was like one of the owners of the restaurant, and it's like, you know, she was just acting like a child, right? But she wasn't hiding it. it was it was so? I really think it's a it's. I'd like to do sort of a, a commentary on this episode or at least some of the footage to sh- to kind of just illustrate and again like technically speaking I don't know if she's officially a narcissist but it's all the same it's all the same behavior it's the same stuff and even if she's somehow not a narcissist her behavior patterns are very much narcissistic behavior patterns right so I, I thought it would be helpful to illustrate that but anyway so it was one of those videos, and I was commenting, and I, I actually happened to mention, like, you know, I think this lady might be a narcissist. And and I said some other stuff regarding narcissistic personality disorder and stuff. And some, you know, some other people started chiming into my comment and saying, like, you know, trying to, like, be, kind of put me down or say, like, oh, not everybody's a narcissist or this or that, or are, are they officially diagnosed or... Um, because I kind of, I think I mentioned 
that I had experience with people like this. And then, and so then these other people were like, well, do, are they officially diagnosed and all this stuff? And I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like why, you know, why are these people so, it's like when someone starts talking about being in an abusive situation, it's like, well, why, why are the people, why are people that don't even know you so quick to defend the abusive person, you know, even if they don't know the story and that's really where it should begin and end. They don't know the story. Everyone, Every person who hears your story, whether it's someone online or just someone in, in your daily daily life that you happen to mention mention your story to about narcissistic abuse, they sh they they should ideally say, "I don't know the situation. I don't want to comment on this." But a lot of people that I've seen, they they love to just jump in and, and defend someone they don't even know, you know, to and and in so doing, sort of shame and and sort of invalidate the survivor and and many cases it was me right like that's what was happening to me so it got to the point where i was like i'm not <laughs> see that's a, that's a good example because people say you should be like open and vulnerable with people and so i was trying to do that more but i i you gotta i don't know it's we're in a different category the cptsd people because we've seen and experienced things that apparently most people can't even handle so we it's like you got to be open but you still got to hide some stuff or not hide, but I, I don't know. It's a weird balancing act. It's like, you know, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It's like, what can I share? What can I not share? You know what I mean? So anyway, I really wanted to talk about this whole idea of whether or not a narcissist is officially diagnosed. Like, you're a narcissist in your life, if they're officially diagnosed. And I, I really kind of just wanted to share my thoughts and feelings on that idea anyway um because i've i've had so many people in different places of life say stuff like that to me and it's like right off the bat you're not concerned with all the abusive like whether wh whatever the diagnosis is i can promise you there's a hundred percent abusive stuff going on here uh it's it's totally um you know there's so much pain and abuse you know abuse and adversity and and dysfunction that's actually happening i mean i don't know if if I'm not a doctor. Is it cluster B? Is it cluster A? Is it narcissism or borderline or whatever the problem is? There's definitely a serious problem here. And this person is definitely extremely, extremely abusive and stressful to be around, to say the least. So, you know, I don't know. That, that's another thing. It's like, why are we? It doesn't matter what, you know, so if they're official, you know, they got like, what do they got like a, a sticker or something like they get like a, they mail them a certificate. So, but the but the thing is for me with these with with that whole idea is because you might have been wondering that too is oh are they official is it official <laughs> and it's like look you know first of all these these therapists and doctors I mean I can't they, they misdiagnose people all the time just everyday people I, I was mis I mean I can't tell you how many times I was misdiagnosed and they they thought one thing they don't know what the hell they're talking about most of the time you know what I mean it's crazy. And I never understood how you're supposed to just go into these places and they ask you a few questions in like 20 minutes and they got you all figured out. It's like in the world of medical science, they got to run some tests. Let's do some blood work. Let's take your blood pressure. Like, let's see what's going on. We got to find out what's going on instead of just believing in some theory you just came up with, <laughs> you know, and just like prescribing people some kind of medication. Right. So that happens all the time and everyone knows it. So this whole officially diagnosed thing, it doesn't even matter, right? Because it's like, even if you're quote-unquote officially diagnosed with something, there's a really good chance, and I know this is kind of scary to think about, but there's a really good chance that the diagnosis is wrong, especially in the mental health world, right? I mean, 
they couldn't, you know, it's like, oh, is it bipolar one or two or four, five, six? Like, is it, what is it? Depression or anxiety? Oh, it's, it's trauma. It's complex trauma. CPTSD from abuse. That's what it was, you know, and I've mentioned before, no one saw it. So to me, it was always very invalidating when someone would say something along those lines, like even question my experiences or my story or, or what's gone on in my life. Because it's like they again, it's like they're more concerned with saving face of some abusive person they've never even met, rather than have some compassion and acknowledgement of the extreme pain and duress that I've been through. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm sure this happens to many other people, um, you know, that deal with similar things too. But the, but the, the other thing is like even if if you get first of all, you got to get a narcissist into a therapist's office, right? And that's that's tough to do. <laughs> A lot of them won't even go in there, right? But even if they did, right? It's like they're what they they put on masks all the time, right? All they do is walk around, you know, pretending to be somebody else, manipulating people, not only emotionally, but manipulating people's perceptions of them on a 24/7 365 basis, right? So you think you're going to have them walk into a therapist's office and they're going <laughs> to and they're going to be who they really are? They're going to, you know, display those terrible behavior patterns to the narcissist, to the therapist so they can see what's going on. When is that going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, to, to me, honestly, I think to, to have, like, a better idea to officially, quote-unquote, diagnose someone as a narcissist, you got to get them on camera, man, or at least some kind of audio recording. you got to film that stuff so people can see what's actually going on because I promise you they're going to act completely different to the public. That's part of what being a narcissist is. So... Um, that there's that. It's like even if you get them into a, a therapist's office, they can, they can hide, they can manipulate. And a lot of them, you know, that do go to therapy, they use the therapist for narcissistic supply, and that they might just tell them a whole bunch of sob stories about them being a victim or whatever, when really they're the problem, <laughs> you know. And so the the therapist might be like, oh, that's terrible, you know, and and they're they're kind of the narcissist is getting supply from the therapist. The therapist doesn't even know what's going on. I don't think these people are qualified. I really believe that for a therapist to help someone who's either A, a narcissist, or B, someone who's dealt with narcissistic abuse, I, I think a qualification should be they should have had to have gone through narcissistic abuse themselves at least to see, because if you haven't, you're just not going to know. I don't care how many doctor's degrees you have. It's not going to make a difference. So that's the other thing. You know, it's like they're hiding, right? They manipulate. That's what a narcissist is. So even, you know, it's very possible. I don't know how many narcissistic personality disordered people are in the world that haven't been officially diagnosed, that are still extremely toxic, volatile, abusive people, that are still abusing people and causing problems, and you know what I mean? So, to me, asking whether they're officially diagnosed, and by the way, like, even the therapists that know about narcissists, they'll say narcissists can't be healed, and they're extremely difficult to diagnose, and it's, and one of the reasons they're extremely difficult to diagnose is because they manipulate. Because A, you got to get them in the therapist's office. B, the therapist has to actually know what to look for, right? C, they, you know, the, the, so you got to somehow get the narcissist to show their true selves. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't know how you're going to pull that off. And then even then, who knows? I mean, they might be diagnosed. My narcissist was diagnosed with all kinds of stuff that's not narcissistic personality disorder. And, you know, that stuff might be true, but the narcissistic personality disorder was never addressed, 
as far as I know, <laughs> with any of these therapists, right? So I just don't think it, it matters because whether they're a, an official narcissist, because we, you know, a lot of us who've had to deal with people like this, we constantly do this in our mind. It's like, well, are they a narcissist? Are they not a narcissist? Is it overt or covert or all these different, uh, there's all, and I didn't really realize there, there's like a whole bunch of different kinds of narcissists. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, I mean, for me, there it gets really complicated and there comes a point you know, just dealing with an everyday narcissistic person is tough enough as it is to to grapple with just even like mentally to f kind of get a grip on what's actually going on. So, you know, look, to me, at the end of the day, these people, if you're talking about this type of stuff, like if, you, if you've gotten to that point where you're talking about the possibility of someone being a narcissist or borderline or something, you're dealing with an you're already dealing with an extremely abusive, horrible, toxic person who's extremely abusive psychologically and emotionally or neglectful. They might be abusive in other ways. You know, you're dealing with some serious, serious stuff, right? Otherwise, you, you wouldn't even be... It's like those blissfully ignorant people walking around who don't even know what a narcissist is. <laughs> you know, like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even be thinking about these things. You wouldn't be online looking these things up if you weren't in the, in the ballpark of some kind of personality disorder. But to me, even if it's an official diagnosis or an unofficial diagnosis, it's like, no, you know, the truth is for me, I'm like, no, nobody's, no doctor, no, in fact, no one else in the family is going to have better expertise on this situation and this person than me. And the reason is because I have had the most consistent over the years experience with this person and been with this person on a, on a regular basis. You know what I mean? Like the only other people that have that level of expertise would be like my sister or other people, you know, that were intimately involved. But even a lot of those people just went into denial mode or tried to defend the abuser and, and, and just kind of throw me under the bus or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, hey, <laughs> I can't tell you how many situations I've been in where the narcissist started like hammering away on me for some reason. And then somebody in the area, you know, like one of her boyfriends or something was like, hey, what are you doing? Like, why are you acting like this or treating him like that? And or 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 I'm sorry, that was sometimes that would happen. But a lot of times what would happen is. I would, they would get, they would both gang up on me or something. I'm like trying to defend myself and this other person, I'm like, hey, can I get some help here? And they just sort of either try to ignore the situation or try to somehow justify the terrible behavior of the narcissist. It's like, what's up with these people, you know? So, you know, I, I think it doesn't matter if they're officially diagnosed or not because it's, it's almost impossible to diagnose them in the first place and be... Um, you're definitely dealing with some extremely abusive stuff. And at the end of the day, whether they're officially diagnosed or unofficially diagnosed or, uh, you, you know, it's it's borderline or nar or whatever it is, malignant, nar you know what I mean? Like, it's a toxic person that's horrible, that doesn't respect your boundaries, that doesn't respect you as an individual being enough to not, you know, be abusive and nasty and breach your boundaries on a regular basis. And, and you just got to get away from, I mean, you know, and that's the other thing. It's like, they're not going to change. There's the, you know, so you're just dealing with a horrible, toxic person and you got to get out of there. That's, that's all you can do really. You know, it doesn't, that's what I'm saying here when we're talking about whether they're like, I don't want to analyze this person anymore. Right. I don't want to have anything to do with whatever's going on with this person. Like there, it's, you know, like there comes a point, there was a period where I was like interested in trying to 
help or change or save or something. So I didn't have to like, you know, walk away from my whole family. But, you know, after a while, you begin to realize it's just not going to happen. You're just at the end of the day, you can call them whatever you want, but you're dealing with an abusive, horrible, extreme situation. And the best thing for you to do is is to not worry so much about the official label or whatever is going on in these therapist offices, <laughs> you know, or, or people on social. And so, you know, like this is what this, that social media post that I was talking about, that's what something they're like, well, are they officially diagnosed? It's like, do you, you they're, and by saying that they're, t again, they're totally glossing over all the extreme abusive stuff that you've been through. And I don't know why people don't care about people that are being abused more. It's very weird to me because it's like, for me, it's like compassion, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if somebody's suffering, like uh, there's a compassionate side to me as a person that's like, oh, you know, I, my heart just automatically kind of wants to help in some way or whatever, you know, like if I see a homeless person or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, or someone's suffering, it's like, oh, at least I can listen or hear your story. I'm not going to shut someone down or try to, uh, you know, spin their story around. You know what I mean? I don't do that personally. So I don't, I don't get people that are that just, they're just more cruel people that, you know, and who knows, maybe they're a narcissist too. I don't know, but, or enablers. So yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry if you're someone who's worried about whether or not your narcissist is officially diagnosed don't worry about it and don't even worry about whether they're border who who you know once because <laughs> i had that too it's it's interesting how many of us go through the same stuff like not only with the narcissist but then it's like there's this period of time where we're trying to figure it all out <laughs> you know and so many of us go through so much of the same stuff and and it's like you know again like once you once you get to that <laughs> once you if you sit down at your computer and start typing in like narcissists or borderline or something along those lines or what's wrong with my parent or my boyfriend or whatever, you're you're already in a toxic zone. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think we should just make this as simple as we possibly can and just say that this it's just at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. It's it's just a toxic person. It's a toxic abusive person. And it's not going to change, and you just got to either it's you only have two choices: either deal with it and just accept what's what's going to happen from one minute to the next, or get out of there. And getting out of there is going to be, you know, the way that you get your peace of mind back, the way that you you know you can heal and you know get your life back, and and start surrounding yourself with people who make you feel good, rather than continuing to see. Even this conversation we're having here, it's like. We're still talking about these people, you know what I mean? Like, we're still, you know, the focus is on them. But it's like, well, I'd rather focus on people that I didn't have to figure out what this person's problem was. I want to deal with people that, that can take care of their own problems, you know You know what I mean? And and so that we can, I can be around people that are fun and enjoy life and like to, you know, are uplifting and have good energy and are doing, like, constructive, positive things and aren't constantly putting me down or whatever their problem is. Cause you know, again, there, there's people that there's toxic people that aren't necessarily narcissists, but they're still people you don't want to be around. You know what I mean? So, you know, I know that's a challenge for a lot of us who are more of the codependent, um, type of people. Um, you know, and it's hard if it's a family member or something, but, uh, <laughs> these, by the way, this story I was listening to last night with the, these, it was like a couple, right? It was like a girl and her, and her, her husband was like, this was her, his parents, 
and his parent it, the way she made it sound was like she, this the woman his mother this his her husband's mother was sounds like sounded like the narcissist the father sounded like the enabler who also kind of, enabler slash flying monkey because he would do a lot of stuff along with the narcissist right and they kept they, they kept like hanging around then the, the then the couple eventually had a baby and they kept hanging around like these abusive people and and the whole time I was like, get out of there, like, get, you gotta just get out of there, you know, it's like, cause, it, you know, it's, it's really as simple as just dealing with a wild animal, you know, am I gonna be here, you know, it's, do you wanna, do you wanna, like, do you wanna, do you, you know, it's like, that's why I'm saying, like, how many of these podcasts can we listen to, I think the focus, that's why, if you notice, that's why my channel is called Healing from CPTSD, cause I don't, I want that to be the main focus, I want you to figure you out, and to do what's best for you, and to and to help give tools and insights for how you can feel better and take your life back, so that you can get on with your own life and, and stop worrying or even thinking about these horrible, terrible, toxic people, you know, um, and and live a life of happiness. I mean, God, life is short. How many? How much time do we want to spend with these people? <laughs> you know, like, so, or even thinking about them. Um, and that's why I named it Healing from CPTSD because I wanted this. I wanted it to be more solutions focused rather than you know name the channel like Hey, what's going on with these narcissists? Or <laughs> you know, like there's only there's look there's only so many videos you can make about narcissists and trying to figure them out before you you know you it all boils down to either you're gonna stay around them and continue to take their crazy behavior or you're going to get out of there. That's, that's it. I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, but that's all you, you can do, but you can do a lot for yourself and you can do, you know, if you have like kids or, you know, someone else in your life, that's not a narcissist, you can, you know, you can get your life back. The focus should be you, right? Like, I think that's the, that's the key sort of, sort of practice here, whether you're, you take my course or not, or, or whatever you do to, to, to overcome CPTSD and, and really codependency is you got to get into the practice of focusing on what's best for you. And a lot of us have been sort of conditioned and programmed that we shouldn't think about ourselves and stuff. But codependent people, I mean, it's not to say you can't think about other people or be giving or loving or kind or caring. Um, but, you know, there's a healthy way to go about doing it. And for us, we're, we're just in this extreme place, um, like co like being codependent where you're not thinking about your well-being to the to to an extreme point where you're actually letting yourself be abused or or negatively impacted in some way and that's not good you know we're we're neglecting ourselves by allowing ourselves to be around that type of stuff and so you know we we got to focus on ourselves that has and I, I know it's a weird it's a weird pra it took me a while to like get used to that cuz i always was like I, I guess i didn't want to <laughs> you know there was a period of time where i was like I'd rather just try to like help other people or you know what I mean. And again, it's not that you can't, but you have to learn how to do it in a healthy way with healthy proper boundaries for yourself and other people, you know. And so, you know, but you know, healing codependency also is learning to love yourself and care for yourself because there's a there's you know, Ross Rosenberg calls it self-love deficit disorder and that that was like I was that blew my mind. I was like, "Yes, he nailed it with that praise because that's exactly what's going on." It's like you know, it's like, yeah, if we got food here, it's good to share with other people, but you got to eat too, right? Otherwise, you're going to get to the point where you, you you become malnourished. You might even, like, die if you go too extreme, right? So self-care, you know, so care about you. Forget about the narcissist. If you must stay, <laughs> whatever, 
whatever you you know i'm not i'm not going to shame you if you if you if you stick around or if it's you know it's tough to go completely no contact sometimes i get it but um just know like the best thing for you there's only one answer you know getting doing what's best for you doing what's best for your kids if you have kids and and that's really all there is to it that you know i i would much rather you spend your time focusing on healing and growing and exploring life and and doing things that bring you joy than continually thinking about these toxic people (laughs) so so you know that's why i'm saying it doesn't matter whether they're officially diagnosed or not it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter so if you're someone who's wondered that or you get kind of hung up on it we get hung up. I notice we people like us, the CPTSD slash codependent crowd, we get hung up in our minds. <laughs> and believe me, I get it because I it happens to me still. Like I have to, I got that kind of like obsessive, like worrying type of a mind where I'm like double, triple, quadruple checking things, to make sure everything's okay. And I notice it. I, I have to catch myself and be like, okay, just, just. And it's sad because the reason that's happening, the reason I'm at that level of hypervigilance is because we've been, you know, dealing with a narcissist. It's like it's it's conditioned your brain to be sort of like a perfectionist, to, to you know, just be on constant high alert to, to look for anything that might be wrong, to try to fix it, to hopefully try to avoid any behavior from the narcissist or narcissistic explosions or whatever. Um, and that's why, that's why we're like that, you know, and it's really, it's, it's terrible. Like most people aren't like that. They're not constantly worried and, and stressing themselves out about little details and stuff. So I, I'm giving you permission to take a deep breath in and, and just relax and focus on the moment, focus on you and, and think about what brings you joy in life and, and, you know, doing things that you enjoy. Like you have permission. I know I'm just some guy on a podcast, but I'm someone out there in the world who's giving you permission to live your life and um, really focus on you. Like be, be selfish. We need, that's for people like us, the codependent people, we need to be selfish. Like we need to learn how to do that. The narcissist got that down. They don't care about anybody else, but themselves (laughs) fundamentally. Um, But we, so we need to have some healthy selfishness and, and really, you know, I think you should be the number one focus, right? Whether you have kids or not. So yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, whether or not your narcissist is officially diagnosed and how it doesn't matter and how it's nonsense anyway and how we need to focus on ourselves rather than them in any way, shape, or form, right? And by the way, you you can, <laughs> I don't, when it comes to dealing with a narcissist, you can do you can do it as far as I'm, go try it. Do whatever you want. Go talk to them or try to fix them or save them or hang around or just try to deal with it or just take it or whatever happens just try to forget whatever you want to do you can you can as long as you it's your life you know what i'm saying like you if you want to do that go right ahead but how many years you know it's like is there going to be that moment where it's like eureka we got it you know and how much how many years how much time of your life and your well-being and your mental peace and everything else is going to be spent on this person who's who's let's face it just like an emotional black hole it's just all it's just a waste of of your time literally and your energy so anyway i hope you guys are doing well um i'm really happy to have this course available you know the launch is is going pretty well again if you're interested uh, and checking it out, you can do so. You can do so forever, but there's a special deal again that that's going to uh, March seventh, two thousand twenty-two is the last day, which is this coming Monday. After that, the course will still be there, but it's you know it's not going to be at the same uh, price point, right? 
So anyway, that's about all I have for you guys today. I hope you're doing well, uh, and I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Take care.